Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. What's up? What's happening? It is going to be, it's Tuesday night, I think, Wednesday for you podcast listeners. There's somehow 50 of you savages hanging out again in here. I don't listen. I don't know if you're burnt out on draft content. I know Cleveland, maybe maybe we don't. Maybe we, even when we pick 26, we all still want to talk about the draft. Well, it's what I'm going to be talking about. We're going to continue to talk about it, even though you heard me the other day, well, you read me talk about how burnout I am by this time of year because there are just so many people that are that are just just arguing for the sake of arguing at this point about their opinion and they're throwing it out into the echo chamber and and there's some people that are like well this is this is Andrew Barry's going to do based on his history and it's like man, we we know we know what Andrew Barry likes to do we at the OBR have been talking about what Andrew Barry likes to do for like 6 months when we talk about draft coverage it's all we talk about it's not a new concept so we're going to keep talking to people that we think have a good feel for what uh, the prospects in this draft look like and at least have a moderate understanding of where the Browns might go. So if you did not listen yesterday, we had the Checkdowns Jordan Zerm join us. He had great insights. He talked about a linebacker. Don't hold it against him. But we went through the rationale of why a linebacker could happen. Talk about the disconnect between national media and what they think the Browns need. They just kind of look at the roster and consider that the Browns need a linebacker, well, uh, earth-shattering news here. They probably won't take one unless that Mr. Mr. Notre Dame JOK himself is there. That's the only guy I'm considering, and I'd imagine that's the only guy they would consider. So I tasked uh, our, our guest tonight, A.J. Schulte. He's from, the, he's from Pro Football Network. A lot of banter with him back and forth. Um, you know, people, like I said, I talk to people that I think are grounded about this thing, have fair opinions, do the work. I think AJ is a guy who does the work. I think he has good insights. So if you're not following him, make sure you are following him. I will get him to share that information with you. AJ, how are you, man? Welcome to the show. I'm doing well, man. You hype me up, man. Grounded, I, fair opinions, I, me. Wow. I'm the hype guy, man. That's what I do. <laughs> I make people feel good. That's what I try to do, at least. But no, it's not. It's not smoke. I, I, I bring people on. I respect so. I think you've got some good insight. So I tasked AJ, just like I have, if you guys are loyal listeners, I've tasked almost everybody that's come on with A, giving me their Browns fits, and then and then B, kind of giving me some people that they would pound the table for, two people that they necessarily believe in. So I gave AJ the same homework. And yeah, let's, let's talk with him about, we'll go back to the beginning of this fun slideshow, and let him talk about guys he thinks fits early, the fit in the early, the middle, and the late portions of the draft. So I'll let you lead off, AJ. Go ahead. Yeah. So to start, uh, I, I don't have a single linebacker, so that that's <laughs> a check mark right there. Right. I, I I've read all the people who are talking about no linebacker, so I'm buying with that. I think that's kind of the direction, like you said. If it's not, if Owusu-Koromo is there, he'd be the pick, but I don't think he makes it past Washington personally. So mm-hmm. I went with. A guy, a couple of guys here early on that I feel like the Browns kind of have to take early at, at 26. I don't think they can trade down any lower and get either of these guys. And the first one is Joseph Osai, the edge rusher out of Texas. I know 
a lot of people are like, oh, they got Clowney, right? They don't need they don't need an edge rusher, but Clowney's going to rush a lot from the interior, right? That's that's kind of been his bread and butter. He's a really good interior power rusher, and you kind of have on the other edge rusher you have Tack McKinley, who I mean has a, We don't know how good Tack McKinley can be. We've not really seen him play well at the NFL level. So, you know, if you're going with a three pass rusher set, you kind of have that unknown number three if Tack McKinley's out there on the field with Clowney and Miles Garrett. And so for me, I was like, you know what? The Browns love pass rush. That that San Francisco style of defense has been super heavy on pass rushers. So Joseph Osai right there at 26. To me, he's a tier one pass rusher in this class. I've seen a lot of people have him like edge five, six, seven, and I don't think this edge rush class is that good enough to have him that low, personally. I think he does so many things well. He's a high-energy, high-impact kind of guy. You see that kind of presence on the field. He never takes a play off, right? He's powerful. He's crazy athletic, explosive on the field. I mean, he had like a a 41-inch vertical and a 10-11 broad, which was like 9.95998 on the RAS testing. Like this is a guy who is just scratching the surface of what he can be. And he just turned 21, like last week. Mm-hmm. He's he's a young kid, and he's still scratching the surface of his potential. And he's a, a freak, excellent run defender, power guy, like, to me, at, at 26, you if you're really wanting to boost that pass rush in a you know when you've got to play, you know, if you're making the playoffs, you're gonna have to line up against guys like Patrick Mahomes and you gotta get put pressure. I think that was one thing that Cleveland struggled to do down the stretch last year, especially after Miles Garrett post-COVID. They really yeah. had a tough time getting pressure on opposing quarterbacks, and I think that fed into the secondary, and it's why people thought the secondary was so incredibly bad. It kind of created this perception about the whole thing. So I think right away, I think Cleveland understands that they value pass rushers heavily. Osai just checks off so many boxes and he's still, he's just so young. That's what's scary to me. I mean, he literally turned 21 last week. (laughs) He's he's younger than I am, which is, which is weird. (laughs) He is. He's one of, he's one of the younger prospects in the entire draft from, from an upper portion of the draft concept. So, well, what I'm going to ask you is, I think a lot of people think, uh, at least a general talking point is, take a corner in the first round, maybe Greg Newsom, maybe Caleb Farley falls, and then you could maybe trade up in the second round and go get a side at like 35 to 40 range. You think he's gone by that point? Yeah, yeah. I, per- personally, <laughs> I, I I don't see how Baltimore doesn't take him at 27. Mm-hmm. because He's he, a very Baltimore type, yeah. He, I mean, yeah, he just screams Baltimore Raven. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if Baltimore tries to trade up to get him. Just just yeah. even like a flip with the Jaguars, to just to spite Cleveland and get him. Like, he just fits that culture so well. Uh, and, you know, the thing with corners is with the Browns, you have like four teams right there who are all going to need take likely take a corner, right? You've got yeah. the, Titan, the Titans need a corner. They, Malcolm Butler's gone. Adoree Jackson's gone. Either the uh, the Jets Jets need a corner bad, right? I mean, right there you could have Caleb Farley and Greg Newsom go. So you yeah, I think you, you could start like flirting those guys at like 
18, 19, some names you really want on the board. And then I've done plenty of these mocks, especially on your network, where it's like, okay, about pick 20. I'm like, there's like five guys I like. And it seems like four of the five are always gone. Just boom, 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 guys that you're really interested in. So you're right. You're right. I think that flip could definitely happen. Well, you talked about Baltimore and the fit for a side. I think there's another guy who, from an offensive perspective in Bateman, that I think is another ideal fit for Baltimore. But it could be, we talked about this, I've talked about, yeah. I committed a specific podcast to Rashad Bateman about what I like about him. Uh, tell me what you like about him for our listeners. To me, I, you know, I, I know that it might be a little bit of a hot take considering who's at the top of the class, but Bateman to me is right up there with them. I think he's the best route runner in the class. I, I really do. I, I think from... Uh, standpoint of where he his his route tree, his ability to just sink his hips and drop and go, uh, he's he's a great athlete. I mean, to me, I know people are going to think this as a negative because of how his pro career turned out, but he reminds me a lot of Kevin White coming out of West Virginia. Kevin White yeah. went, went like seventh overall. You know, if if White didn't have those freak injuries, I think White would have had a phenomenal NFL career. But you look at route running. The catch radius, Bateman just catches everything. Right, Part of the reason why the Minnesota offense was so good despite having some really poor quarterback play was Bateman just consistently moved the chains and was just such a security blanket. And, you know, with Baltimore, we don't – you know, there's always those rumors about Odell. They happen every offseason. I don't think that's going to happen. You you have Jarvis Landry who's slated to make a lot of money. We don't really know the situation there. But Bateman right away, I think, steps in. I, mean, I love Rashard Higgins, don't get me wrong, but I, I think Bateman is a better player right now. I do. Yeah, there's no doubt. I think I think you get to Bateman when you think of like the conversation we just had, which is, okay, we're at pick 19, and you know, the, the, the Washington football team takes, a, takes somebody you're interested in, and then maybe three of the next four are all guys that – you you really were ideally interested in, but they all come off the board, and then you're sitting at pick 26. Maybe Osai, Ojolari, your corners are off the board. JOK goes to Miami or something of that ilk, and it's like, okay, now we're sitting here. We maybe don't have the best trade-down options. If we sit here and take a player, who's our highest-graded player? That's where I think Bateman could come into yeah. the play for Cleveland. Now, if there are, you know, if, if, if for example, Newsom's there or – or some maybe they have a really high grade on Asante Samuel is sitting there, or Farley slips. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't expect them to pass on some more important defensive. Right. I don't think their needs, but there may be defensive wants. Uh, then, mm-hmm. then I could certainly see them passing on Bateman. But if those yeah. guys are gone, there is a realm in which yeah. it happens. So I'm glad that you're really high this on is, this. Is this is the it's the kind of like the BPA argument essentially with sure with him is if he's there. I mean. I, I, unless you're unless you have like Sertan or Horn magically there, which it's not going to happen. But yeah, I don't know yeah. of any other players that are going to be there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Bateman. I, I personally, I would take Bateman before I took Newsom or Farley just because of the injury concerns. Bateman never missed a game in college. Right? So yeah. if Farley has those back injuries, Newsom's missed like fourteen or fifteen games in his career. So you have pretty significant injury risk with both of them and you know the browns are going all you know they, they want to go in on all baker mayfield and i think you get as many weapons as you possibly can and bateman plays a factor into that absolutely i think i don't think you can go wrong adding talent even even listen even if you're like well our offense is set well it's, it's, if he's a good player then 
you pick him because he's going to be here for a while. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk. Your next four guys are people. The first, the first guy here, Tommy Togi, Ohio State fans, people that listen mm-hmm. to this pod are very familiar with, but he yeah. hasn't been talked about much on this podcast. I, I'm curious what you know where he ranks for you. Is he like? ahead or behind the likes of Levi at Washington, uh, Lee McNeil, like where is he for you on your defensive tackle rankings? And then the guys you have after this, we have not talked about at all in this spot. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk I, about I like, I like Togi a fair amount. I take him, I take him yeah, at 59. If he was, yeah, I take him if he was a second rounder, late second. I, I think, you know, the Browns just cut Sheldon Richardson, but yeah. know, a few months ago I actually wrote Togi I Pro comp was Sheldon Richardson. I think you look athletic profile coming out of college are pretty similar. I think mm-hmm. Togi is a powerful run defender who's still just kind of scratching the surface as a pass rusher, but they've got a lot of tools, a lot of traits there. You, I think Cleveland is going to put Elliott and Malik Jackson as kind of the three tech. So you have that spot opposite that's kind of a little open. Right now, I mean, they only have three defensive tackles on roster, I believe. So that spot is pretty thin. I think Togiai would come in and be the best run defender right there. Yeah, I think I think they're definitely interested in that position for sure. I, I, they, they have Malik Jackson, Andrew Billings, Jordan Elliott. Yeah. Um, they, they have some names, but they, they definitely are going yeah, to need yeah. to add a fourth name to it. Go ahead. Yeah, and, and two of those guys, I believe, Jackson and Billings, are still just on a one-year deal. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it is. Nope, you're, you're right. So, I mean, if if Elliott shows those flashes, takes a step forward as a pass rusher, and then you add Togiai to that, there's your run defender and there's your pass rusher on the interior. That's your two starting young guys. Togiai's very young. I believe he's 21 as well right now. He'll turn 22 on, I think, November. Mm-hmm. So, so you have some young talent up there in the middle. I mean, in the second, the third round, you know, these were a couple of the mid-round guys that I wanted to look at. I think that's when you start to kind of shore up. That's where I think the, believe the talent of this defensive line class is. A lot of people think it's bad. I I, I think it's just mainly bad at the top because there's no Quinn, there's no Quinn and Williams, there's no Ed Oliver, there's no superstar mega freak in this defensive tackle class, and that's okay. We don't have to have one every year. I think you look at the day two and day three talents. Even that's where you're going to find your value, and I think. Togiai steps in right away. He contributes. He, I, I mean, I pro-comped him directly to Sheldon Richardson. How can you replace Sheldon Richardson with the younger Sheldon Richardson? It makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, I'm just, it does. I'm just, I'm just a dude on the internet. What do I? Know? That's all. That's all any of us are. Man. That's all any of us are. Well, we talk. We wrote about the OBR today. We wrote. We're doing big boards. If you have not been paying attention, you're listening to this, and you have not hopped on the website. We are doing Browns focused. Uh, OBR big board. So kind of looking at what the Browns perspective is on players, what they look for, traits, age, film, uh, testing numbers, and then kind of incorporating it into where we kind of are fitting players that they might be interested. So obviously we're looking at, yeah, I don't know. We're looking at quarterbacks. We're going to look at maybe late seventh undrafted guys, just like general where they would look for guys. We started to list some, uh, well, we listed interior offensive linemen. And I think it's a sneaky need. Like, it's not a need, but it's a sneaky maybe draft desire. Uh, J.C. Yeah. Treader's not getting any younger. He's hit 30. Joel Batonio's not getting any younger. And they have a massive decision to make it right guard with Wyatt Teller, whether they want to pay him as he is. Uh, if he can reproduce his his season last season, which we know was one of the best guards in football, 
it becomes yeah. a challenge. Maybe they don't want to pay premium money to a guard, so they might start looking. They have Nick Harris, who they drafted last year, who they like, but is far too undersized to play guard in the NFL. It was proven when he was forced to play guard against the Jets. So now you look at kind of what names in the mid-rounds make sense. Maybe pick 89, pick 91. Talk, uh, talk about this one. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, you know, I, 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 this is one of my pet cats, Robert Hainsey out of Notre Dame. I've been a fan of since really last year, the summer I wrote about him in the summer. I thought he and Eichenberg could both be like top 50 picks watching mm-hmm. the 2019 tape. I, I is a really smart, really, really smart offensive lineman. I mean, you just look. His ability to pick up stunts and blitzes and call out. I mean, he's a Notre Dame offensive tackle, right? I mean, he's started several years at right tackle, but he measured in underneath the 33-inch arm length, which we all know in NFL is like, oh, that's a guard. And if you're going to the inside, I don't care how good you are. So you, you look, he could play center, you could play guard. I mean, he could even play right tackle in a pinch if necessary. Smart, super fluid, just a, a mean, punishing guy. I mean, Robert Hainsey loves putting defenders in the dirt. I think you add him on the interior. Like you said, it's not a, it's not a super big need, but they had some injuries last year. Like you said, nobody's getting any younger. I think this is a spot where you get ahead of a need next year, and I think Hainsey fills in so many gaps. I, you know, if, if you wanted him to play center, if, if Nick Harris, if you're like, hey, I just don't think he's an NFL guy, well, there's your center replacement in Hainsey. You have a mm-hmm. guard, Betonio, you got White Taylor, like you said, you don't know. And if somebody gets hurt and you, you, he can play a variety of roles and really give you your best starting five, depending on the matchup. Yeah, Hainsey, what you like is kind of if you if you think about it, what you're talking about, AJ, is is a guy who has most of his experience at right tackle, but is maybe fit to play guard in the league. It's kind of the Chris Hubbard prototype, which is uh, Chris Hubbard experience at right tackle. Maybe he could play guard. He did play guard for Cleveland last year. Uh, he'll be back. The guy they're replacing is Kendall Lamb, uh, who was their their kind of other backup tackle who could who mm-hmm. could do a little bit of everything too. So they like those guys who maybe they are guys maybe more fit to play inside but also have experience on the outside. You want guys who you feel can play a vast 
uh, majority of the positions on the offensive line, if at all possible, especially with your backup work them in types. And, you know, you get them with Bill Callahan and, and you got a real good chance to see him develop. Right. So you like that. You like that and, match. And Hazy, and Hazy too. I mean, he's not going to blow anybody away athletically, right? He's not the super freak. And he's not built like Quentin Nelson either, but he's smooth. He's, yeah. he's a great lateral mover. And I think he fits the scheme that Bill Callahan wants to run. I think he's a, that he brings that right mentality that Bill Callahan loves in his offensive lineman, that rugged, this guy is in front of me, I'm putting him in the dirt, and I'm moving on to the next guy. I think that's Hainsey to a T. Good insight right there. Let's talk about your next guy. I think it's Darren Hall, right? Let's let's uh, let's talk. Well, listen, I'll say this caveat. It's, it's, a, it's a good thing. I don't know. Some people see Darren Hall as a safety. Some people see him as a corner. Curious your thoughts on that. I think they're going to, listen, the safety situation, while it's fun on paper, you have one year left on the contract of Ronnie Harrison, and then you have Grant Delpit, who everybody has to understand is going to be slowly eased back into the NFL. Well, into the NFL period. He hasn't played. He's dealing with a very serious physical and mental injury. Mm. I don't think it's, they're going to hit the ground running with this group. I do think they're going to be far more interested in safety, which is Trevon Merrick is there in the first round. Somebody I continue to mention is a guy mm. they could be extremely interested in. But I do think they're going to double dip on corners and I think you're talking like pick 110 here to pick 169 as a guy that can make sense. Talk about him. Yeah, D Darren Hall, I, I think has kind of flown a little under the radar because he played you – know, San Diego State has churned out so many defensive backs in the last few years. Devonta KZ, for example, as just a name off the top of my head. But Hall is a really great press man corner. I, I like him as a corner. I mean, if you want him to play safety – that's great. I think he can. I think he's better off as a corner, just me personally. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, he's a great athlete. He's around a four-four-one, I believe. Kind yep. of smooth, physical. I mean, just a just a dog, a junkyard kind of dog corner, super playmaker. I think he had over thirty pass breakups in college, six interceptions. He's a guy that's always around the ball, no wasted movements, in my opinion. You know, I've I've seen a few people say he. He's like a little too uh, – I don't know what, what the right word is, but he doesn't have the J.C. Horn problem of where he's too grabby. I think he's just the right amount of physical and imposing as you can be in a 5'11 frame. <laughs> he's not super big. Uh, but like I, I like him a lot as if you want him to play corner. I think he could fill a depth room really nicely. Oh, I, I think I called him 5'11". I'm thinking of the next guy. Apologies. but No, he's 5'11". He's, he's what he came in. Okay, just, to, he, just to fuzz he, over 5'11". The next guy yeah. is also 5'11", I believe. Yeah, 5'11", so. 190. He ran well, 4'4", okay. 11-foot jump in a, in a 38-and-a-half vert. And, and I even think someone in our comments mentioned he doesn't turn 21 until draft weekend. So you okay, start, yeah. as far as athletic testing, as far as age, yeah. he fits the criteria for sure. Yeah, and, you know, the Browns, I mean, with with corner, I mean, we Greedy Williams. We, we don't really kind of know. Den Nobody Denzel, knows. Denzel Ward is elite, but when he's on the field, he's elite. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's always the big caveat there. So, yeah, I, I think corner, and if if you think he's can play safety too, that's great. Yeah, you know, if, if you think a guy is can play multiple roles, quite frankly, it makes a lot of sense to me. Just yeah, I mean, the fourth, fifth round. I gave him a fifth. That's that's where I would take Darren Hall, just because mm -hmm. I think there's a little too many concerns in zone coverage where I'm just like, eh. I, you know, it, but if you're just running man, if you're a heavy man defense, I like him a lot. 
Yeah, I think I think they want to get there eventually. They need the personnel, so that fits. Talk about our last guy here, another safety worth keeping an eye on. Yeah, Forrest, Forrest is a really fun evaluation because he's a safety that's not afraid to come down and play the run. I always love those kind of safeties who aren't afraid to get in the mix. You know, oh, there's an offensive lineman pulling. I don't care. I'm going to come down the field and try and make the play. And that's that's Forrest. I mean, just I think he has over like 200 career tackles. Super productive, rangy kind of guy. I think when you look at his ability, I think he could round out the Browns' safety run. Uh, that's why I put him in there as a safety three, safety four. Elite special teamer comes in, he plays split field looks. I think that's where you find Forrest. And if you can get him in the fifth round, I wouldn't mind a fourth rounder on him just because I'm really high on him. But, you know, it, it kind of seems like the league is going to put him in the fifth round. I, I, I think he's a safer version of his teammate, James Wiggins. You know, he doesn't have the amount of injuries Wiggins does. And mm-hmm. when you look at the athleticism he plays with, the instincts, the toughness, the, the tackling ability. I think that's that's super critical in, in safeties because we saw we've seen so many safeties who have all this athleticism and can't tackle to save their lives. <clears throat> Demarius Randall. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. So, so that to me, I, I like his ability. If the Browns aren't super comfortable and they're like, "Hey, this guy can play a lot of hats for us in the back end." He's a guy that we can kind of ease in, help it with. I think Forrest is the right guy. Yeah, I mean, especially I have to check out his tape, but I mean, going you know, 106 tackles, three and a half for loss, six passes defended, and three picks his junior year. I mean, that's phenomenal production, market share numbers, yeah. and a similar look. I mean, he's pretty much the same testing numbers as as Darren Hall, which are phenomenal testing numbers: a four four one, a thirty nine vert, an eleven foot jump. Uh, all of the numbers you want to see. But he's doing it 20 pounds heavier, essentially, at 206, 5'11 and some change, 206. So, again, production market share numbers are there and the, the, the athletic the, testing yeah. production is there. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think those are, again, in the age. He's just 21. He'll turn 22 in season. Those are the things that the Browns are looking for. So, you know, that's the, the – I didn't even say this stuff to AJ, and I think he brought a really good mixture of those guys uh, who, who fit what the Browns are looking to find, which are – High-end athletes with uh, projectable traits and and guys that and guys listen. I know this isn't a secret. Most of the NFL is trending toward trying to do this. Everybody wants to draft young if they can, but the Browns' mo is literally as we have talked about forever now, dating back to when Stephen started on the OBR's draft mock stuff. Is like they tend they trend young and they train great athlete. That's just what they do. They want a lot of snaps, and those guys that we've talked about tonight fit that criteria. And especially fun getting some late round guys that I have not heard some people talk about. So, AJ, man, I really, really, really appreciate you taking some time for us, man. Tell yeah. everybody where they can find your work. Uh, you can find my work right now on the uh, Pro Football Network. I'm getting ready to drop a full seven-round mock draft <laughs> this weekend for Pro Football Network. <laughs> Let me tell you, I spent the last, like, three days working on this thing. It, and it's, Those it's are harder take, than people think they are. It's, it's going to take some time. It probably will be ready about Thursday night. Uh, but you know, maybe there's a few of these guys that I might have on there for the Browns. I might not. You never know. Just have to read it and find out. <laughs> Steven wanted me to tell you to uh, ask what the oh, Rams are doing with their Steven. first round. Wow, <laughs> buddy. Wow. Shots did, fired did, as usual. Did you, 
my I have a few buddies who have who have made a, a bet whether the Rams will make a first round draft pick before I get married or not. And currently, <laughs> currently, currently uh, there's no ring on this finger, and I'm not they don't have anybody. any first round picks. They're just <laughs> yeah. they're just renting houses and all that fun stuff. Hey, I do want to talk about too. Um, your Pro Football Network. I know we're talking about the OBR. We're doing a live show all first round Thursday night, and then we're going to do a couple mm-hmm. hours on Friday. You guys have a show, obviously, pre-draft shows that are coming up. Yeah. Um, the Dog Pound Legends event that's on April 30th at 1130 a.m. Yeah. Tickets include little entrance, little lunch, giveaways, and then QAs with Kevin Mack, Hanford Dixon, which all of our OBR followers are very familiar with. There's a link there to get tickets. If you are looking for this specific link, it is in the response to my preview tonight for AJ and I's get together. So go there, get that, check out the uh, pre-draft show from Pro Football Network and then jump on our uh, show during the draft. Again, AJ, man, I appreciate you, dude. And I, I don't know yeah. if you, did you drop your app for everybody to follow you? Oh, it's at AJ Draft Scout. I kind of have it in my name, if they can you see do. that on the, yep. so it's it's spelled exactly like that. Uh, you'll find my mug. That's uh, a, <laughs> that's the profile picture right there. It's been that way since January of last year. <laughs> Oh so, yeah, man. Yeah, you you come for come for the offensive line takes because that's that's where I get the most feisty is. Um, stop but, converting yeah. tackles, right? <laughs> stop converting good tackles to guard. That's the mantra. that's right. <laughs> All right, we will check in with AJ again at some point uh, down the line, maybe this summer yeah. when when things get real boring yeah, out here. So I he's mean, he's. If uh, you guys, if you guys want to want a guest on the draft show, I mean. We we are I'm gonna not, have some I, time slots. I, I'm not I'm not on the PFN one as far as I know. They've not All told right, me yeah. I'm on it, so we will be uh, in conversation. <laughs> we'll get you on. Yeah. Awesome. All right, man. Good stuff, guys. Thanks for checking us out tonight. Make sure again you're subscribing to the OBR YouTube channel. Every time we go live, you get notified, and make sure you're subscribing through Spotify, Apple Pods, whatever, and uh, checking out the audio form of these podcasts as well. We appreciate your time. And we'll be back tomorrow with another great guest. Until then, go Browns. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not ready hour foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com